barbecue stand in my white t-shirt. Jordan was killing me in his mini skirt. And that's wow. when we knew it was time for some big dog ball talk. Matt, I like Jordan Flegel. Insane. I didn't know you listened to Tim McGraw, Matt. You know, I, oh, I, yeah. Tim McGraw, I, I, okay, I didn't meet him, but my, my mom really into country mm. music. Uh, I saw him and he shook uh, mine and my mom's hand. Holy uh, shit. We sat in the front row, yeah. Have you ever watched it? Scalper. I would. Why not since then? Very young. I'm kind of... Faith Hill as well. They were both there. Husband mm, and wife, nice. Joe. It wow. was nice. She also touched my hand. Uh, Sick. So there you go. Uh, she's the uh, this kid, this yeah. kid. Oh yeah. yeah, Jordan. In the last like week, uh, big dog ball talk, my neck on Jordan Flegel basketball podcast, talking country here. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, I don't know. I don't know if it's moving back into a small town or something, yeah. man. Uh, but I've been I've been hit with the the country affliction. I've been listening okay. all week. Uh, even uh, I think I've I've told you off air. Uh, I don't need to brag. I don't need to talk about my life changing. Uh, uh, habits here in the new year but if anyone wants to text us at big dog ball talk twitter or x facebook whatever and congratulate me for getting up uh at 6 45 in the morning to go to the gym uh this week please well feel done, free well i'm being humble about it uh but yeah, i can't yeah. i don't want to listen to this fucking i don't want to i don't want to listen to mob deep or dmx <laughs> like in the in the morning i need Come to just on. chill I need to chill a little bit i can't listen to that shit right away and then uh, I heard a couple tunes uh, from a TikTok. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. So I just threw on a '90s country playlist. And man, I've been fucking feeling it. I've been uh, I've been riding the high. I'm a I might right. be one of the one of the old boys now. Uh, riding in the back of my pickup truck, got my lifts up, and uh, I'm gonna else? pack a fucking lip next podcast. I think. What else you got in there? Like Kenny Chesney, Brad Paisley, mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, uh, Dixie Chicks, well, maybe. Do the what do else? the watermelon. Oh my god, man, no. Okay, do you know do you know what my favorite song right now is of all those <laughs> ones? Cowboy, take Matt, me that's, away. Matt, 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 that's that's okay, a goaded song, crazy, man. Because I actually, this is how you I'm saw the Dixie takes. Chicks. The, the I, chicks. I, I, okay, I've never seen. I've never. I don't think I've seen them though. My mom, again, this is all. Uh, you know, my mom's country music fandom. Mm-hmm. When I was like eight, I was into it. Then I've moved away, but um listening back on it yeah uh I, my hot take that's one of the best country songs of all time that is an insanely good song, good song. Mm-hmm. so good uh the the fucking like instrumental at the end yes. that, wow i'm i'm you're I'm, not kidding I'm me glad man. i'm glad we're on the same page about this next year man the blue the blue fest uh blue fest country festival this oh, uh, man. over in bancroft man Imagine. this summer it, it might fucking the rock chicks. i might i might have to get the i might have to get uh, my shit kickers out Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Bluegrass. That's our next that thing. We got to get all our fans yes. on bluegrass music. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're not into it now, uh, watch out. It the Leahy's, the Leahy's, yes. the nine, nine piece tap dancing, whatever the fuck they were, uh, from they're Nova Scotia or something. I don't know. They have, they were a family. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, but it's big dog ball talk. Matt Acorn, Jordan Flegel, uh, a little bit of a, a light intro there. Uh, but we got some heavy content to break down here, Jordan, uh, kicking it off with a huge trade, one that we've talked a little bit about on the podcast, previewing it. We knew it was coming, but it finally happened. Pascal Siakam moving on to greener pastures, at least we hope it is for for his sake, uh, traded to the Indiana Pacers. Uh, the full trade, the Raptors receiving Bruce Brown, Jordan Awara, Kyra Lewis Jr., uh, as well as a 2024 first-round pick from Indiana, 2024 first, the lesser of the Jazz, Clippers, Rockets, and Thunder, and then a 2026 first-round pick uh, via the, the Pacers as well, but that one's top four protected. Pacers getting Siakam and a second-round pick from the Pelicans, and the Pelicans just getting some cash considerations out of this one, uh, moving that pick, and Kira Lewis just to free up some space there for them. Uh, overall, Jordan, the overall, let's talk about the Raptors side of this first. Uh, we've got to get our homerisms out of it. Uh, I mean – 
right away. I mean, for anyone who's been listening to the podcast, we've been big Pascal Siakam believers, big, uh, you know, a lot of faith in him. We didn't want to see him go, uh, you know, when these trades kind of started coming up. And uh, while we knew that he didn't really match the timeline, being a free agent didn't really work. At least they're getting some assets for him, Jordan. But this one definitely is bittersweet. Uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of other guys that uh, they could have moved on from or did move on from since the, the 2019 championship, they were all a little bit, you know, they felt right in a sense. Now, obviously, Fred Van Vliet, bit of a missed chance. Kawhi Leonard, that was just a tough break. Kyle, you know, you kind of move on from at the right time. It made sense for both parties. This one just sucks because, you know what? Pascal's still, you know, kind of he's an all he's an all-star player and you know he loved the city. And you know, it's not every day you find an all-NBA caliber guy that wants to play for the Raptors, a homegrown talent. Uh, I mean, it's uh, he, he's a top five Raptor ever, uh, undoubtedly. Uh, you know, one, one of the all-time best in the franchise history. I personally I put it I put the poll out, it was split, split uh poll on the Big Dog Wall Talk account, whether or not they should retire his jersey in the future. Yep. Yes, on X. Uh, and uh, it was 50-50, but I, th- I personally think it's a no-brainer that the down the line, you know, they retire Lowry, retire DeRozan, and I think they retire Siakam as well. Uh, I think those three are, are, are the, the guarantee retirees, and Vince Carter as well. Uh, right. Other than those four, I don't really think anyone else stands out, even though we don't have anyone tried yet. But Jordan, overall, uh, I mean, Siakam gone. What are your feelings on it? Oh God! I mean, I have a lot of thoughts and and a lot of feelings. I mean, it, it's really just just it's a lot of feelings. Sad at the end of the day, like I, and not not in the sense that I I, I wish it hadn't happened because I I get why they did it. Uh, and you know, when it had gotten to this point, this was the only real option. So uh, as mm-hmm. you said, we all kind of knew it was coming, but I, I don't know. It something about it feels just not not right. Like it, yeah. uh, and and as you said, all these other moves haven't felt that way like like when we traded away Kyle Lowry it was a similar situation you knew it was coming um and and he's you know the the greatest Raptor of 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 all time and and Mm -hmm. was the leader of that championship team but you know yeah as you say it was kind of at the right time we we, it was very clearly not really a a a fit it was the same type of situation where you know he was gonna you know want another big contract that we just it was didn't wouldn't make sense for us as the team that we were to pay him that he goes to Miami it, it was all sort of fine and and that one I I I I don't know why I was able to get sort of feel peace with it almost right away mm-hmm. um hey it was just not he, he could have just signed with the heat and said fuck y'all uh, at least he decided yeah. to do the sign and trade helped us out yeah. a little bit in the end one last Kyle Lowry assist for the Raptors yeah yeah and uh we, we got Goron, right? The, the, yeah, the, the legend the Goron. legend, yes. Uh, yes. And uh, then, we uh, had to <laughs> fucking give the Spurs or whoever the hell it was a first-round pick to take yes. uh, take him off uh, our hands so we could get Thad Young. He's still yes, kicking around uh, on the team. Thank hey, God. He's, he's been getting minutes uh, mm-hmm. these last few weeks. But, uh, but yeah, for, for whatever reason, this one, like, just, just the way it's all played out. Um, because, yeah, he, he was he's really only the second guy of this caliber to have been so... Uh, you can kind of conclude in, include Fred Van Vliet in there before he decided to leave, but like it's him, you know, Van Vliet a little bit. And then, you know, DeRozan as our all-star level players who, you know, have, have been so outspoken about wanting to stay. And at least yeah. when we traded DeMar, we're getting back Kawhi Leonard. And, and it was sort of a situation where we're, you know, Masai kind of had to do it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, giving this, this deal that comes across his desk, you know, back then in, in 2018. But this one, you know, you feel kind of forced into it, uh, in, in a sense, just by sort of the circumstances. I, I don't know. I just, it doesn't feel good. Um, not that I expected it to, but you know, 
I, I don't know that I, and, and I don't know, you know, obviously what's going to, to come of this. We we've got, you know, the, in terms of what the hall actually is, it's okay. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I like the pick, uh, you know, considerations here, even though this is supposed to be a weaker draft coming up. Um, you know, we're, we've, replaced our our pick that that we had lost given up in the in the purtle trade which uh, in all likelihood we're not going to to get in the end um, gonna have to really and, suck to get it yeah yeah um and and so you know that's i think that's good in terms of yeah the picks that we got but i was really it, 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 I, when i knew we were dealing with the pacers i thought we would get one young piece that i could feel a little mm-hmm. bit happy about but the, the fact that we got none because uh, i'm not including nora in that um you know no, fuck no uh, even though, you know, he's still a young guy, maybe, you know, he's, he's recently been shooting it, you know, a little bit better. We'll, we'll see, uh, you know, if he can turn into something, but I was expecting, you know, you know, Matherin was always a bit of a pipe dream, but Jairus Walker, maybe you could have convinced them. I would have preferred Jairus Walker to one of these picks. Yeah. Um, and, and, and even, and I was like failing that maybe, uh, freaking Obi Toppin, uh, or, or who, who's the other big guy that they've got? Zay uh, Jackson. Uh, no, the other guy who was a four who came over uh, from Jaylen Phoenix. Smith. Yeah, Jalen Smith. One of uh, just one of them. Uh, but yep. to, especially because you're now, you know, minus Pascal, you're kind of. I, minus I would have liked Jalen Smith for the goggles alone. He's yes, got a unique no. build. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So so I was surprised, but I I I don't know if the decision was oh you know we're we're not truly that excited about you know and. and either of those other guys, if we're not going to get Walker mm-hmm. or Matherin. So let's just do picks instead, whatever. But um, I, I would have liked it a bit more if you literally just got one of those guys. Like I, I really was expecting like a Toppin to come in, uh, you know, play minutes at the four. Uh, he mm-hmm. shoots it over 40% from three. I actually really like him. Um, and his production's and another, dropped for them. They, they haven't really been they, they uh, using him as him. much lately. Yeah. Well, because now Indiana, even though they, they were looking for like a starting quality four, which they get, you know, and leaps and bounds in Siakam. They now have yeah. like four, three other guys behind him in the depth chart who really aren't, who are, you know, going to play even less than sort of they already were in the case of, you know, Toppin. So I'm not sure why we couldn't have got someone like that. So I, I would have liked that, that return a little bit more if we got one more kind of young guy to, to put into this system. But, you know, the picks are fine, whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Matt. I'm, I'm almost kind of, you know, at, at, at a loss for words with, which, you know, isn't uh, great for this podcasting medium, but you know, I, no. I don't feel great. I feel okay. I, I, I yeah, I kind of knew it was coming. Um, yeah. but it's just a, it's a sad day because he was the, of all the young pieces, you know, that, that sort of stuck around and, and we're supposed to be this next bridge to the future from the championship team. He was the crown jewel. He was the yeah. most important one. You had him Fred and, and you had OG. That 2019 well, Qua- run, man, the, the, yeah, that, the, 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 the second highest scoring duo of all time through a, yes. a playoff run. Yeah, yeah. And he was he was supposed to be, you know, the the yeah, the 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 next sort of, uh, you know, guy who t- took took over, not necessarily as as the first option. I think that became clear that he was a little bit underqualified to do that. But, you know, as we talked about after the OG trade, when the Raptors put together a few good games there, it was like. Well, maybe maybe you can keep Siakam around. Let him play second fiddle to Scotty Barnes, who's now clearly the future of the fan f- franchise. Um, but you know, in the end, I think that it was it was about money, as it often comes down to in the NBA. And uh, mm-hmm. he's he's gone. And and yeah, it's 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 just a weird feeling. Uh, I think all Raptors fans are are yeah. kind of going through right now. Um, and and yeah, it's neither good or bad. It's just it's it is what it is at the end of the day. Yeah, and uh, you know. 
it, it is also kind of shitty the way that it all ends up going down too because you know he he was again he was 30 years old whatever but like I feel like he still never even really got enough of an opportunity and maybe some people yeah. you know uh, argue that with me and I think that you can but when you look at it he was having that uh, incredible first year when he was handed the kind of the keys to the franchise, you know, 26, six and six uh, all-star starter. And then COVID hits and then he goes to the bubble and, you know, no excuses. He played poorly, but so did a lot of guys in the bubble. There was, it wasn't just him. There was a lot of players that we were, you know, top guys that dropped. There were guys who were bench warmers that became amazing. I mean, fucking uh, TJ Warren, where you at, man? Uh, yeah. Bubble uh, MVP, uh, yeah. but, but still somewhere, no, nowhere to be found now. Uh, I mean, this is just something that, you know, that, that was unfortunate. Then the next year, they're stuck in Tampa. Every single game is a road game for an entire year. Uh, it, it, so you kind of have a year that's a wash. It pushes everything over a year. And, you know, now we're just kind of, you know, he, he has another all-star year as the top guy. They, they lose to Philly in a, a series that, you know, they, they, they pushed. They, they almost got yeah. them to that, uh, that, they, that big 3-0 comeback. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it obviously didn't happen, and they should have probably maybe had, a, you know, better performances at the beginning of that. But overall, like, I wouldn't say that it was a failed experiment to use Siakam as that number one guy. It never really worked out. I think they had teams built around him that worked. I think as the farther, the longer it went, the worse the product to put around him got, uh, yes, if I'm yes, being honest. Yeah. like I think, again, uh, we've we said it on here since. Since the championship was won, Masai and Bobby have just kind of dropped the ball with constructing a, a good basketball team. Like they've just tried to ride these guys who were good for them that, that one, uh, you know, amazing season and thought that it would just kind of always happen. And that's not how it works. And I think now we're kind of seeing, you know, what it's going to be like, because yeah. now it's, uh, you know, it's just Chris Boucher. He's the last guy standing from yeah. that championship team. He played yeah. like 20 fucking minutes in the playoffs that year or something crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all in all, like it's, it's, yeah, it is just sad to see him go. Uh, and now it's also like, it's kind of the same thing with the, like the Acapurl trade's a little bit more arguable that that's kind of a flop. That was a fail of a trade, you know, giving up that first round pick to the Spurs. But I, I think this one is brutal because now we have to, we do have to wait because if one of those yeah. picks turns out to be a fucking star, because, you know, uh, we said that this isn't going to be the best draft class. But even in saying that, any draft class you could say uh, you know was going to be great, was going to be good, was going to be bad, whatever. And then you never know what you're going to get with the draft yeah. class. Uh, yeah. You never like the, the, uh, I think Masai said it himself. You know that 2013 draft class: Giannis, Rudy Gobert, uh, I believe Victor Oladipo is in that one as well. Like there was a lot of all NBA talent uh, in some of these drafts that weren't supposed to be good. So who knows? They might be able to snag someone. I mean, fuck, they could get a, a 27th overall pick from Cameroon uh, yeah. and uh, he could turn into an all-NBA player again. Uh, you know, maybe not uh, exactly those circumstances, but uh, this is, uh, you know, the situation. This is the hands were dealt and, you know, hopefully they can hit in the draft. Uh, but moving on to kind of the, the Pacers side of this, Jordan, because, I mean, the as it stands right now, I mean, the Raptors are – they're going to be feisty. They're going to try. We'll see how Scotty Barnes can do as the, you know, the, the, the unquestionable number one alpha on this team with some young guys around him. See, see how we can do. They're one and one in the post uh, Pascal era. Uh, but the Pacers, man, for the Pacers, this is a, I, I think it's a home run. I think this is a amazing move. You filled the exact need that you needed to fill. You've got a primary go-to score that you can run a pick and roll with Tyrese Halliburton and you can harass any defense in the NBA. Uh, it's great for Pascal. He doesn't have to handle the rock as much. We talked about that in these hypothetical trades with the Pacers in the past. Uh, and again, position of need for the Pacers. You know, they wanted that starting four that they could just 
have role out there. Uh, Pascal Siakam has said in the past that he would love to play with Miles Turner, which is why the yeah. Raptors were also trying to get Miles Turner to go there uh, a couple off seasons. And uh, now they're paired together in Indy. And I, I really do hope the best for Siakam. I hope that uh, the Pacers go far. I mean, I think now, I don't know if he raises their ceiling. Maybe if you could convince someone they could be a dark horse uh, conference finalist. But I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think they're better than Philly still. I don't think they're better than the Celtics and I don't think they're better than the Bucks. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they got to run through at least two of those teams just to get there. Uh, and, and there's still a lot of other competitive teams in the Eastern Conference as well. So, I mean, overall, Jordan, I mean, how are you feeling about uh, giving up two first round pick or three first round picks, pardon me, yeah. uh, to uh, the Raptors as well as, you know, Bruce Brown, a guy you just signed in the offseason, uh, to get Seattle. Yeah. No, yeah, I think it's a great move for the for the Pacers. Like uh the 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 draft capital, you know, for a team in their position, again, they've already done their retooling. Um mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they they're not a team that, you know, even it's not in there it's not their mo to go down into the lottery anyways even if those you know picks were were you know more more favorable but you know that you've got you've got uh tyrese halliburton now you're not going to be uh that bad uh no matter what you do um so you know the, the picks ultimately aren't going to be that valuable in the grand scheme of things so you know it, it's three firsts that are going to be at the back end of of, of yeah. you know the, the the draft here so it's not uh you know i i don't think that's too much to give up from a from a draft uh, you know, pick standpoint, especially with a guy who is as good as Siakam, still in his prime. Um, Seems like and, he's willing and, to resign. Uh, and, and, and well, yeah, that well, that's the the big thing. You you have to have it making this move. You have to have some you know assurance that he's going to resign with you. You're not giving giving this up. Uh, you know, just just for a rental because again, mm-hmm. it's it's not even a situation where he puts you over the top. Uh, where you're a true contender in the East. Like you know, they're 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 not better than. Than those three teams that you mentioned, even you know t- a team like New York um, and mm-hmm. uh, and the Heat are both teams that have a lot of continuity that I think would beat the Pacers in a in a series. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so so now that you know that that's five whole teams I've put ahead of them. Um, so so yeah, you have to you know it, it, I'm sure they they are are sort of you know did their due diligence and know that he's going to be ready to sign with them. Uh, you know, a little in, bit of soft off season. Just leave him alone. Yeah. Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if, if they, they sign him to the max, then he's locked through with Tyrese Halliburton, who's uh, you know, his, his contracts, you know, uh, I, I think his five-year huge extension kicks in starting next year. So you've got those two guys as kind of your pillars. Then you've got miles Turner who you're you know going to have to pay coming up here at some point, but you recently ish signed him to an extension. So those are your kind of three big, big pieces. And, and, and I, I think it, it, it makes sense for, for a small market team like Indiana, if you can get a guy like Siakam to give you that assurance, like, yeah, I want to be here. Um, mm-hmm. you, you do it uh, no brainer. The, the only thing that doesn't really make sense to me from the Pacer standpoint is I, I would have been uh, kind of adamant that I would want to keep Bruce Brown. Like if you're trying to do this to compete ASAP, uh, you know, starting this year um, and, and trying to make some noise in the playoffs, you know, right away, uh, yeah. Bruce Brown is an important piece to, to, to keep, I would think like he's, he's, uh, uh, one of the, you know, few kind of good and solid defenders that the Pacers have who are, are a terrible defensive team. Um, and, and Pascal is going to help with that for sure. Caliber guy. But yeah. And he's just coming off a championship. He knows what it takes. You know, he knows how to, you know, play big, important minutes in the playoffs. And honestly, like if, if he wasn't included in that trade, I would think, their like closing lineup in in a lot of playoff games would be Pascal, uh, Turner, Halliburton, 
and then Bruce Brown and then, you know, one of Heald or Matherin or somebody else. Like I, I, I would have, I would have thought he would have been an important, you know, piece to have out there. Uh, I know they've got Neesmith who they kind of believe in and, and is playing a lot of big minutes kind of on the wing there. Um, mm. But uh, I, 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 it, 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 that was the only sort of weird part of the trade to me. And I, and, and again, similarly, like I'm talking about with the Raptors, why do you, why do we even want Bruce Brown? I mean, I, I, I like Bruce Brown as a player, but again, not a, not a guy who, hugely fits our timeline um, and is much more, you know, valuable to a contender or a team like Mm -hmm. Indiana, who's trying to make some noise. So maybe, maybe Bruce Brown ultimately gets flipped again before the deadline. Although, you know, he, he, all three of those guys you mentioned in the trade were, were up in Toronto available for the game. Bruce Brown played pretty well. He closed the game uh, against the bulls here, um, you know, in in a tough loss for the Raptors. So maybe, and, and also, you know, Masai's presser earlier today, he talked about Bruce Brown and how he intentionally kind of wanted him in this group. So, you know, who, who knows? I, I guess, you know, he's sort of um, a, a, a guy who can help out the Raptors as well, you know, at the end yeah. of the day, even though, again, it's not it's not a perfect fit. Um, and, and as I say, I like what he brings to the table. But um, yeah, that's that's the only part of it that um, I, I'm not super high on for the Pacers. But just getting Siakam at all uh, is uh, just uh, an incredible fit. Uh, with Tyrese and then yeah as you say in that front court him and Miles Turner Pascal's never you know well the last time Pascal had a a good defensive center who could also you know spread it out and and shoot it a little bit on the offensive end Mm -hmm. is Marcus slash Serge Ibaka whoever you want to play and he Pascal thrived playing with that type of center um Mm -hmm. so I I just think he's gonna it's, it's definitely better to actually have him playing with a center than have him playing at center well yes yes but but you know and and the fact that yeah just even though Pascal is, you know, a capable three-point shooter himself, it's just so much better when you have a, a bit of a stretch five out there as well uh, who mm-hmm. can just open up space for him and everyone else. So it, it, fit-wise, it's perfect. Um, and I also don't – I also think it's a really smart move to put a guy who's a little bit older with Tyrese Halliburton because mm-hmm. if he's ready to play right now, which clearly Tyrese is, he's, you know, one of the best guards in the league, uh, leading the best offense in the league, um, like – this whole idea of your if you're a young player, you only have to put young players around him. I, I, I've never believed in that. I think it, good teams have kind of a mix, um, uh, you know, even with their, you know, best top tier players. You know, if you have one who's a little bit younger, a little bit older, like, you know, look at Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid this year. There's, yep. you know, uh, 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 examples, you know, all, all around the place uh, and, and throughout history. So I even like it from that perspective. I don't see that as a negative, uh, like a lot of people do that, you know, Pascal is quote unquote too old for, for this younger core. Uh, So yeah, in in all respects, I like it for the Pacers. Um, And, and yeah, we'll see uh, what, what those picks turn, turn out to be. It'll be sort of on the Raptors to, uh, you know, take advantage of those, whether they flip them, use them uh, and try and, you know, develop players uh, to, to see ultimately, you know, who's the, who's the grand winner of this trade at the end of the day. But, but right mm-hmm. now I, I, I think it's uh, it, just in terms of, you know, what they're getting in the here and now, obviously uh, the, the, the Pacers uh, hit it out of the park. Well, and uh, you know, Masai's even said it himself that uh, the Raptors are very likely not done making moves yep. uh, before the yep. trade deadline. You know, there's probably going to be a couple more. Uh, the, one, one of the main names that's kind of been dropped here is Bruce Brown who who played tonight and you know he, he was doing yep. his thing I mean never uh, never going to be the, the the star of the show but I mean he was out there he's putting in minutes for the team he was just traded to uh, you know a, a day ago uh yep. so you know 
props to him. But uh, I, I mean, I've heard the New York Knicks uh, are apparently in on him, which would be interesting to see uh, the Raptors and Knicks make uh, two I trades. I want Quentin Grimes. Season. Give me Quentin uh, Grimes. We're gonna he's have to. Grabs. We're gonna have to get something out of that. Uh, and he's one of the only young guys they got left because uh, they kind of emptied yep. out their their main young guys to us already. Uh, but overall, Jordan, I mean, when we kind of look at the Raptors now without Siakam, because you know we've talked about the, how it feels to have Siakam gone. We've talked about his fit with the Pacers, but. Now let's kind of break down the Raptors roster a little bit here because, you know, the, like we said, they had a huge win against the Miami Heat, blew them out of the water, wasn't even close. Then they bounced back tonight, a hard-fought game, but unfortunately you know, they, they dropped the ball to the Bulls a little bit there late. Uh, you know, to, uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, dissecting the plays there a little bit. Uh, our, our Germaniac brother, uh, Schroeder, got to be yep. uh, throwing that rock uh, the, into the basket instead of uh, passing it over to RJ there. Uh, but overall... I hate to say it right now, Jordan, because again, he has tons of room. And I kind of feel like, honestly, at this point, I'm like borderline a Scotty Barnes hater. And I like him and I don't want to be. <laughs> but whenever I watch him, there's just something that he doesn't have that I want more of. And I can't because he does everything right. I just think he needs to refine the basic skill set. That's my biggest kind of qualm with him when I watch him as a leader, a guy. Because right now, you know what? I don't really feel like I, I have to mince words with Scotty anymore because he's been in the league long enough. He is now the franchise player. He has yep. to be amazing every yep. single night. And this is just what it comes with the territory. So I'm going to be honest about him. He doesn't have like a bag. He doesn't have fundamentals. Like he is a great athlete, amazing size. He likes throwing flashy passes, but I don't really think that he's like a standout playmaker yet. Uh, the the three point shooting is improved. I, I I like that. I can't complain. But I would like to see him, you know, craft the midi a little bit. Uh, I like that he gets into contact, but he needs to develop some English, a little bit of touch around the rim instead of just chucking it up there. Because when he does go up against these guys who are, are ready to hang tough and meet him at the temple here, he gets kind of a, a little bit squeamish, a little bit shy. And you know, we saw it at the end of this Bulls game. He's posting up. He dribbles off his goddamn foot. Yes. Like, I yes. did that in high school basketball, and I was embarrassed, and I'm fucking <laughs> shit. Uh, I, I mean, if I'm an all, I'm supposed to be an all-star fucking future all-NBA guy for a, a team, how can you be doing that in the crunch time when you need to get a bucket? You can't be dribbling off your own goddamn foot. Uh, I, and, and, that's, and it's at home. It's not even like you should be all that nervous, man. There's no nerves. There's nothing to lose. That you, If you yeah. lose, it's kind of a good thing. If you win, it's a good thing. It's a win-win-win <laughs> scenario for everybody right now. You just can't be no. playing badly. You have to be good. And uh, I I think he really needs to prove himself, at least to me, uh, and, and to see if how he can lead this team. Because the way it's constructed, it should fit him perfectly. Like This team is built for Scotty Barnes. So if this doesn't work, then I, I, I'm not really sure what will work with him as the alpha. Yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna see. I mean, I I I'll push back a little bit. I mean, yes, uh, I, I, he he's got a lot of room Don't to push grow, back. but but as a as a twenty two year old, I, I feel like you know this season he's he's done everything I I could have expected from him at this point in his development. Like, but and I do expect him to get better. Like uh, the fact that he's at the level of three point shooting that he is this year is like a mini miracle. Like it is insane mm-hmm. that he's up there, you know, around 30, 37, 38 percent. Uh, you know, I, I didn't honestly know if he would ever even get there in his whole career, uh, when, when he first, you know, the first couple <laughs> years, on, um, like that, that, that is just in, insane development. Um, and, and so I, I really think he's primed to just continue to get better. I mean, tonight, 31, seven boards, six assists, 11 for 18 overall and six stocks, uh, three of each, a block, uh, mm-hmm. three blocks, three steals. 
that that's that's awesome for a guy of his age. And and but I hear what you're sure. saying because because now the 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 thing that's you know it, it's almost maybe a little bit unfair on him. He is now under the microscope so much mm-hmm. more. Like he is the guy he, we're gonna you know win and lose uh you know by Scotty. And I I think and I think Masai even kind of alluded to it in this press conference today. I think that might be a little bit early to be doing that to him, but. But it's, you know, he said it's, 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 it's time. Besides choice, he did it. Well, you made well, the moves. Uh, uh, this is this is you. You reap what you sow, man. I, I I know, I know. But I I in, it, I, I think it. You know, it, it's uh, might be a bit early for for Scotty to sort of do all these things we expect of him and have the Raptors still win. But you still have to sort of. Hey, I don't to, want him to win. You have to give him that chance. Yeah, it's, it's true. But you have to give you have to give him that that opportunity, even if it's going to lead to you know failure for a couple of years, whatever. That mm-hmm. that's what you do uh, for a guy sort of you believe in, uh, even if it's yeah maybe a little bit too early for for him to really do it on a super successful team. Like it's all going to be a learning uh, sort of opportunity for him. And the whole thing, the whole press conference today from Masai was you know about patience. You know we got to be patient. Uh, you know Masai himself said maybe i'm a bit patient to to a fault i'm you know overly patient with with some of these teams you going back to the the lowry DeRozan uh teams that that people were te- you know saying they should blow up almost as soon as it was sort of you know put together like like mm-hmm. and, and 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 they lost back to back years swept out of the playoffs by lebron uh you know so th- th- there's sort of precedent for this uh sort of you know and and we're at we're at, we're at the beginning of this journey now with Scotty Barnes, sure. but I think the the organization is going to to be patient and sort of let him make his mistakes, you know, dribble off his foot, all these things. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm okay with that. He's showed me enough that I I really do think that he can, uh, in a, in a modern NBA sort of be a leader of a team, um, in in that sense. And and now going forward, like you know. Quick, uh, quickly uh, has has been sort of up and down a little bit more than I I had hoped in these last few games. He didn't have a great one tonight, but his his age and his skill set still does perfectly complement Scotty Barnes. I've been so impressed with RJ Barrett. Honestly, I don't care that he mm-hmm. had that four point game in Utah. Otherwise, he's been quite consistent. He's been shooting it well. He's been such a good sort of downhill attacker. Um, and again, age wise, fits the timeline and and is a, like having a Canadian, Canadian on that too. Yeah, yeah get a couple it's just, more. It's it's great. Um, and 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 you know we'll see uh, what what the deal with Gary Trent is because he's another sort of youngish guy who could maybe be a part of this future, maybe not. He's on an expiring. I don't there play, was man. To be a... I hate it. I hate it. You know, I've been saying it for years. I I want Gary Trent more role, but well, yeah, I mean he's starting now, so you know we'll see yeah. what he can do. And honestly, but my biggest sort of sort of thing I want to shout out or or player I want to shout out in these last little bit or this the, you know through through this last. West Coast road trip, basically since Jakob went down. Uh, Jonte Porter, sign that guy. He mm-hmm. is awesome. Uh, you know, he's still young too, and he makes his mistakes, and he needs to play a little bit bigger than he is. Apparently, he's 6'11". When I watch him, he looks more like he's 6'9". I, I, yeah. I don't know if maybe there's a little bit of uh, trickery there, but, um, you know, I, I think naturally he might be a bit more of a 4 than a 5, but, you know, he can maybe do a little bit of both, and I like his shooting range, his, his ability I, to I like pass him as it. a fourth quarter center. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I, I and I think that's... You know, we're, we're, I think that's a good example of you know what I at least thought the Raptors were good at doing, identifying yeah. these kind of guys off off the scrap heap or you know guys who haven't got opportunities elsewhere, um, and and them sort of playing well. So you know, there, there's some there's positives here for the Raptors going forward, and and ultimately, I I do think yeah, building around Scotty Barnes was the right thing to do. The Pascal situation, 
Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm also glad that Pascal got up there in front of reporters and got emotional about, about Pascal, or at least demonstrated that he wasn't, because all the talk on Twitter, uh, you know, wrapped in, in Raptors land is that, you know, uh, Masai, you know, was treated Pascal like shit and you betrayed him and all this stuff. I don't really think that was the case. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. apparently the, the, the communication was bad over the summer, but we actually don't know the full picture. I mean, th- there might've been pressure from the higher ups above Masai who control the checkbook uh, about yeah. whether or not, the, you know, he was going to be offered this next contract. He might've not had control over that. Or what I think is just as likely, you know, Masai has seen how these things played out, you know, in, 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 ter- in terms of, you know, uh, guys who were formerly big parts of teams when the team is now going in a new direction, when you pay the guy, it kind of, it's, it's kind of hard for, for that player to sort of fit in to this new kind of younger core because they, you know, they, they, they want their money and they want to keep winning and things like that. He might've said, you know, as much as Pascal wants to stay here uh, and as much as, you know, I would maybe like having him here as well. Uh, it's, it's probably better for us to just move on. Like let's rip, rip the mm-hmm. mandate, give him a chance to compete somewhere else. Who knows? But I think it's clear from, from the way sort of his reaction and how he was talking about it, that w- this was not some sort of willy nilly thing. And he wasn't punishing Siakam uh, for bad play or anything like that. It was just part of the business. So I, I, you know, in a sense that makes me feel better. It still doesn't, you know, it doesn't fully, you know, soften the blow. It's still a, a sad way for this whole thing to end. But I think at, at the end of the day, we, we've, I, I, I still, you know, as long as Masai and Bobby are there, they, they've made their mistakes, but I think I, I'm not going to, you know, complain too much about a, 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 a sort of management team that I think at least kind of has now picked a direction and has a good head on their shoulders at the end of the day. Um, you can sort of nitpick with, with the moves that they've made, but I think, mm-hmm. There are positives going forward. We've got we've got this draft capital draft capital now, and I and I, I am excited to see what other moves we make before the deadline. Uh, and because there there's 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 other question marks here. I mean, we've got a few other expirings, uh, you know, pieces that other teams could use. Um, and and you know, at, at at the end of the day, I, I, as we've kind of talked about, I don't think the Raptors are going to be bad enough to get this pick this year from for that they they owe the Spurs the top 6 protected one but mm-hmm. the the I, I I realized recently uh it, it just rolls over then the to the next draft and it's top 6 protected in 2025 and if it doesn't convey then then it rolls over again so honestly with with how weak this draft is supposed to be just let the Spurs have it this year we can play badly we can play poorly here down the stretch I, I don't really care um but finally at the end of the day Raptors Twitter can calm down all the Raptors mm-hmm. fans, all this discussion we've been having. We picked a direction. We're not in this no man's land anymore. We're in a sort of new era and and we'll see, we'll see where we go. Well, man, uh, I'm also glad you shouted out John T. Murray uh, because you, you know, his brother, right? Porter. Michael Porter Jr. Or, yeah. What did I say? John, John T. Murray? John T. Murray. That's a cool name. Yeah, John T. We're, we're getting, we're getting, uh, we're getting Jamal Murray also. Yes. yes, uh, yes. Bring them all, bring them all. I won't get Jokic. Fuck it. Uh, let, let's run it back in Toronto. Uh, yeah, but, but- Good luck to Pascal Siakam. Good luck to the the Raptors. And uh, to, to finish off today's podcast, we got a new little game, little thing. I, I didn't even explain this to you at all, George. I just sent no, you I, uh... the name of it and uh, told you this is what we're doing. Uh, I have kind of gone back into the history books, the early, early goings of, uh, you know, the NBA. I'm talking, you know, 40s and 50s. And there's some interesting, oh, interesting franchises that have existed. 
Uh, and I want to test your, your basketball you know, knowledge and see if you're a real historian of the game. I'm going to throw out a team, team name, and their yep. top three all-time leading scores. Some of these teams, again, the lasted one season. Uh, Great. So, so they're, they're, like, their leading score is like 200 points uh, <laughs> in, in like yes. a 60-game season. Like the, right. Again, these, this was the real, the plumbers, the mailmen, the guys that they say Jordan was playing against. Uh, yep. this, is, uh, this is the real deal. Uh, but you just got to tell me if it's a real or fake team. Uh, okay. So the first team Easy. I'm going to throw out here, Jordan, the Atlantic City Albatross. They ran from 1952 until they folded in 1955. Their top scorers, Doug Witherspoon, Darnell no. Abraham, and Wawa Jones. Real Wah-wah. or fake? Hold on. So are you telling me the fake ones you made up these names? I've made up these. these I've, made, I've made this up. <laughs> If it's a fake I, one or there's real ones, there's fake ones. Yeah, Let me yeah, tell you yeah. how many of each. I'm sorry. I, I can't believe this is a real one. I'm going fake. There's no way there's a team called the Albatross uh, because it just makes me think of that song. Do you remember that like dance song when we were in high school? Oh, I hated that song. Yeah, fuck that was song. That the, was, that a... their, was that their theme song for this franchise back in the day? Yes, Atlanta, it was way Atlantic back City? then. Okay. I'm an albatross. Either way, <laughs> fake. Yeah, it, it is fake. It yes, is fake. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to say, though, Wawa, Wawa Jones. Jones was a real player for one oh. of these real teams. That uh, well, There is a real one. I'll tell you that, I guess. At least. Okay. There is at okay. least one real one in here. I'm not just uh, trying to dupe you here. Uh, but Wawa Jones, real guy, basketball legend. I think he averaged 10 rebounds per game or something. Let's go. Uh, Shut so uh, the, the board man gets paid. Uh, R.I.P. Wawa Jones. I'm assuming you're dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bad to assume, but I mean, you have to be like 90 fucking years old right now. Uh, <laughs> moving on, Jordan. The next team, the Indianapolis Olympians, ran from 1949 to 1953. Leading scorers, Alex Gorza, Leo Barnhorst, and Paul Walter. Paul Walter. Um this one feels a little bit more uh, realistic. Uh, what was the name? The, the Indiana, Indianapolis what? Olympians? Olympians. That's weird. Uh, but I, I feel like it could be real. Let me go real. You got it. Two for two yeah, so far, man. The go. Indianapolis Olympians. Real team. Uh, I actually think that's the team that Wawa Jones played for. Indianapolis oh, okay. also had another team called like the Packers or something. Yeah, uh, weird. Okay. Yeah. So uh, also, weird what? It, why are they called the Pacers? What the fuck are the Pacers? It's like the 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 Indy five hundred, like the race car. Oh, the pace car. Okay, I literally never knew. All right, you, you learn something every uh, new every day. Our, uh, we we might be going to uh, Indianapolis for uh, Alex's birthday. <laughs> yes, uh, producer Alex. What a great, great, beautiful city. Uh, Renting oh, yeah, an RV. <laughs> also, Pascal. I don't Daytona. know why. I, I can't believe Pascal decided he wanted to go to Indianapolis and not Sacramento. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, he's like, I, I won't sign and uh, re-sign in Sacramento or Golden State, but yeah, give me, give me, give me Indiana. Um, uh, I was, I, I'm casting aspersions. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've never been to any of those three places I've just uh, mentioned, but uh, Indiana, you, uh, I don't know, you, you don't sound that exciting to me. But prove me wrong on Alex's mm-hmm. we'll uh, birthday yeah. trip. Yeah, whether we go or not, uh, Indianapolis, uh, we'll, we'll somehow connect with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Next time, next team here, Jordan, the Winnebago Warriors. One season, one and done, great year, first year of the NBA, 1949. Wow. Their top three scorers, Paul Anderson, David Anger, and Wayne Esther. Real or fake? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wayne Esther, what a great, great player. Just happens uh, to be the name of my mother and uh, her good friend Wayne. 
Um, you didn't like David Anger either. You didn't catch that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, his last name was Anger. That's that's good. Uh, and Paul Anderson. Paul Anderson. That's there's no there's no pun in there. Is there? Uh, no. Alan, Alan Anderson. You remember him? He was on the Raptors. Yes. Um, it was actually his great great grandpappy. Sorry. So sorry. Winnebago. Is that yeah, a fucking a, place? Minnesota. What state's that in? It's in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, I, no mean, I know some of these players are fake, so I'm going to go with a fake team as well. Uh, but you might have tricked me here. Would you shit yourself if there's a real former NBA player named Wayne Astor? Are, are, are you sure we're not talking about Wayne Embry, the Hall of Famer who works with the Raptors, <laughs> who was awesome? No, no, no. no Wayne guy. Uh yeah. This is a different guy. He was a legend. Uh, but he is also made up. Uh, that's no, I knew it. Fake I fucking one. knew it. Uh, I, yeah, Winnebago, I thought maybe it was like a small enough thing and maybe I could get you there. Uh, I, I, I thought about it. But it's, no. uh, yeah, that's, that's another nice fake one. Uh, moving on to the next one. We've got the Sheboygan Redskins. The ninth, <laughs> from 1949 oh, no. to 1950. we got... Top three scorers, Max Morris, Bob Branham, and Noble Jorgensen. <laughs> that last one's got to be fake. Uh, but I feel like this is a real team. Uh, I'm going to guess real. You got it, man. Another yes, one. Uh, yeah, they they, they can just call their teams whatever they wanted back then, man. Uh, very yeah. real. Noble, Noble Jorgensen is a dope name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I imagine that guy yeah. was like a, a Swedish import. Uh, he yeah, didn't even yeah, know how to yeah. play basketball. He was just like a really athletic soccer player or something. Yeah, he's probably wait, like six. I tried myself some basketball. He's probably like six, seven was the tallest mm-hmm. guy they'd ever seen. Uh, Luscious yeah. blonde locks. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, man, you're four for four. Can you go five for five here? The last yes. team, the Pittsburgh Ironmen, 1946 oh, to 1947. Top three scorers, Colby Gunther, John Abramovich, and Stan Nauska. Stan Nauska? What the, who I the don't fuck know. That's is how that? I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> um, ah, I, this would be a clever one to make up because what Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh, what iron iron men. Cause that, that's a steel bam, city. Uh, bam, so bam, bam, bam. I'm going, <laughs> yeah, that was their theme song. The other mm-hmm. one was the, the album um, yes. but, uh, no, I'm, I'm going with real. I feel like this is, uh, I feel like this is a real one. You nailed the Jordan five. Oh, for let's five. Go. Real yeah. team. They technically were not NBA affiliated. It was the, the, the BAA, the basketball association of America came the NBA. Yeah, exactly. We played the BAA at one point, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, real team though. Uh, and fun fact, when I was looking at this one on there, the Wikipedia, uh, you know, I, I was looking at it. They went 15 and 45 in, uh, the 46 season, oh. uh, which ELE, ELO, pardon me, adjusted, uh, which is for anyone who doesn't know, it's essentially just like a, a competition based adjustment system. They can use it in a lot of different sports, uh, to, to kind of factor in the difficulty of the league, uh, at, at the time. Yep. The 15 and 45 Pittsburgh Ironmen is actually adjusted to be the worst professional season in pro sports history. Wow. So this wow. is a historic team, man. You should know uh, that. Who are the who are their leading scorers again? Doug Auza? Uh, Colby Gunther or Gunter. I'm not really sure. John Gunther. Abram either Abramovic or Abramovich, I'm not sure. Uh and Stan Nozka or Nozka. Nozka. Yeah, no, these guys fucking suck. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> we, we, if, honestly, again, this is one of those times when I look at, again, I was looking at these stats, like one season, whatever. One of these guys, I believe, also with the Pittsburgh Ironmen, they had the first overall pick. Maybe this is Sheboygan Redskins. I don't know. It was one of the two of them. Uh, it was that like they were bad, 
No, actually, no. It was the Pittsburgh Ironmen. They got the first overall pick. They drafted some fucking guy who was the number one overall pick, and he was five foot ten, uh, a forward. Wow. <laughs> and uh, can you believe it? He was white. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then they folded the team before he could even play for them, and they had the oh, first wow. overall pick. Wow. Uh, wow. So uh, shout out to the Pittsburgh Ironmen, the Sheboygan shout Redskins, uh, and the Indianapolis Olympians. You guys were real. Uh, Winnebago Warriors and Atlantic City Albatross. Atlantic City Albatross <laughs> is a sick name, man. People that would is, go to there. That is sweet. Yeah. I, 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 we should extend our Indianapolis trip to Atlantic City. I've only heard great things. Yes, yes. And uh, before we get off here, Jordan, I, I, I just want to double check uh, and, and see Wawa Jones. Oh, shit, man. We lost him. God July twenty seventh, twenty fourteen. Fuck. Oh, okay. a while ago uh, now. A while ago now. Wallace Clayton. That was his actual fucking name. Wawa Jones. I always uh, okay. we always I, just called him Wawa when we hung out. But uh, yeah, exactly. Wallace, <laughs> shout out. Fucking Wawa Jones, man. Yeah, Indianapolis Olympians. That was his. Uh, that was his team, man. That was the uh, the squad. He shot thirty one percent from the field in nineteen fifty one. That's awful. <laughs> that is so bad. Oh, that's Wawa, good, man. you suck, man. 22 Wawa minutes bricks. a game, and he, he had 137 fouls and 58 games played. <laughs> I, I like, that's man. actually not that bad. When you, when you adjust, that's like like two and a half fouls a game. It's not horrible. Yeah, yeah. He, knew, uh, he knew his role, and he went out there and played it. That's what oh, yeah. Said. One, maybe one of the modern-day enforcers. His per, his per 36 would be good. He only played 23 minutes a game, man. So, uh, <laughs> Wawa Jones, maybe a slept-on legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, oh, Wawa. Man, and then the, the year before, though, he was balling, man. 11 points per game, 39% from the field, 79 from the – Why he fell off a cliff, man. What happened? Come on, man. That was in 22 games. Damn. Probably had an Damn. injury. Or, uh, I don't know, he had another job he had to go do probably yeah. back in those days. <laughs> yeah. uh, he got married he, between the 50 yeah. and 51 season. He didn't have time. He had to fucking look after the kids. He started he was, drinking a little more. Or, or he got an injury in Korea or something like that. Really <laughs> Yes, yes. But has Wawa Jones ever been to Wawa, Ontario? That's what I want to know. Because, uh, now that's interesting. Wawa, Ontario is uh, you know great, great place, great city. Well, shout out to Wawa Jones and uh, good job, Jordan. Five for five. You uh, you yeah, sent out the fake go. ones there. Uh, we will uh, you know maybe we'll, we'll when we go to Indianapolis we'll pay our respects to the to the Wawa. Olympians. We'll uh, and Wawa, Wawa Jones, of course. Yes, we'll uh, we'll we'll go to the court that he, he stepped on. We'll just have a moment of silence for Wawa. But yeah. uh, we want to hear your favorite Wawa Jones memory. At Big Dog Ball Talk, X, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, get at us at Big Dog Ball Talk. We want to hear from you guys, and uh, you know if you shut us up, maybe we'll uh, we'll get back to you, include you on the podcast. Who knows if that's uh, your thing, or, or you can just follow us and kind of suffer in silence. But uh, yeah, this yeah. has been Big Dog Ball Talk. We will be back on Monday, and until then, as my good friend Jordan always says, uh, this this is, you know super super sad note, but I want to shout him out. Uh, Dayon, uh, I think is how you pronounce his first name. I don't know his last name. Uh, or sorry, I I don't want to try and pronounce his Serbian last name and, and screw it up. But uh, rest in peace, uh, Deki. Mm-hmm. Uh, power, obviously, brother. you know hit the whole NBA world super hard. Uh, you know, especially those who knew him in Serbia. You know, he coached Jokic back in the day. He was a good friend of Darko. Who was you know clearly and and obviously super emotional you know you've got a couple uh canceled warriors games uh here mm-hmm. uh and and you know just awful circumstances so you know the uh, heartfelt condolences to his family and and uh you know everyone who knew him from from us here at uh big dog ball talk uh and yeah v- v- very very sad uh set of circumstances here so uh you know you and i both know what it's like you know to lose a coach uh you know, mm-hmm. awful feeling so um, yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, aside from that, don't want to end on that, Matt, who you got Bill's chiefs. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. 
Who do you got? Jordan. Rest in power to uh, our, our fallen brother, dedicated life to the game. Uh, so always yeah. a legend. Uh, you know, shout out to Decky. But yeah. to shift our focus to that game, Jordan. I'm rolling with the Bills. I'm sticking with them, but the Chiefs scared the living shit out of me. But at the end of the day, man, I don't give a fuck about either of them. Go, <laughs> Pack, go. We're continuing right. the biggest underdogs in NFL history. We're going to fucking run like the table. Minus 10 fuck or the something? 49ers. Yeah, I, I don't care, man. We're winning. We're winning. Right. We're going all the way. Love we'll is in the air. You'll see. <laughs> we'll see.